Hello and welcome to I Am Geek, and this is episode 150. I'm Ryan, and I'm joined by my brother Chris and our good pal Katrin, and today we have a special guest. We have the tiki drink god himself, if you want to call him that. <laughs> Hal Bowers, welcome, Hal. How are you doing? That was Aloha. Funny. I'm uh, doing very well, thank you. Well, thank you for coming on. Now, you have a channel on YouTube called Liquid Luhau, and I have watched every episode, all three of them. Uh, <laughs> and my wife is like, oh, this this is so cool. So it was fun to, to watch along with her. Uh, and you just make tiki drinks from Disney World, basically, on the show. Yeah, so so my whole thing is, you know, I, I went out as a young man, and I had terrible drinks so many places. I, I didn't understand alcohol or any of that stuff. And then I started getting into tiki cocktails and I discovered, oh my gosh, like you can drink and have things that taste delicious. So it's like, this is, this is all new to me. So <laughs> I've spent the last 10, 15 years learning ingredients and how to make stuff at your home. And that's really, I want to share that with, uh, with people within the community to find out you can make, you know, great tasting stuff at home. It's not overly difficult as long as you have, you know, good ingredients and the right recipes so like anybody can do it. And I'm starting with Disney cocktails because I'm in a couple of Disney uh, groups. Uh, I'm in a, a group called Retro WDW and we celebrate all things retro. So that kind of let me let me add that with the old Disney drinks with my love of Tiki. And let's put something out together, to, and especially since everybody's stuck at home. Like it really gives everyone a chance to, to try something different, and and I've seen I've been blown away by the results so far. People uh, have made stuff that they love, so I'm I'm so happy to see you know folks be able to to take this on and learn how to do it themselves. That's yeah. that's what I'm that's what really excites me about this. Yeah, it's fun. I mean, the tiki culture all in itself is fun, and then add Disney on top of that, and it's just a blast. My wife sure. and I uh, many moons ago because we've been married for a long time. Uh, <laughs> When we had our honeymoon at the Polynesian, so that's one of our favorite places to go. And now they have Treasure Sam's, which makes it even more fun. Um, so yeah, we love the Polynesian. We love the. Um, I do miss the uh, the old school Polynesian because when we went long ago, it was the the lobby with the big, um, basically volcano of plants oh. in the middle. <laughs> nice, but we love it now. We miss it. Uh, we want to get back. Um, but today we are going to to try to make a drink live here on the air. We're on YouTube Live, so for those listeners, you won't be able to see it, but you could go back and watch <laughs> it on YouTube. But you can hear us pouring the drinks, I guess. Yeah, um, it's going to be fun. Yeah, it's <laughs> also yeah, it's also today is the anniversary, the one year anniversary of Galaxy's Edge. So we thought, what better thing to do than make a drink from Galaxy's Edge? Yes, if you're watching. Patron has snuck into Oga's Cantina uh, yeah. somehow. He's there. <laughs> Chris is on his uh his his set, his kitchen set where he yeah. films <laughs> all of his kitchen videos. I built this. This is all in my garage. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Like all this, wow. like, uh, th these are fake cabinets. Everything's <laughs> fake. Like it's uh, huh. but, but yeah, I got all my Tiki collection glasses here. Even got like Spider-Man and Venom and little baby Groot. So where's our nice. Star Wars on? Classes. Um, I got, I got, I <laughs> that's that's a pop, yeah. I do, yeah, I got a pop. So, I thought we can, you know, start making the drink. We could talk, um, in between different ingredients. I will say, uh, I showed you guys earlier, but I'll show all the viewers. My wife was like all gung ho about this, and I was just gonna bring bottles in and be like, yeah, mix it up. She's like, no, I, I, I went ahead and I poured it all out for you in containers, so I'm gonna show you what she did. She brings in this tray <laughs> with um, five baby bottles on it. <laughs> and she said, look, it's perfect to mix with. It's, it is. Yeah. You've got the measurements on there and everything, right? She even put it in order so I know which, <laughs> which is which. So Thank you, Jenny. Uh, yeah, I didn't have the fancy um, drink mixer, so I have a uh, one of these healthy living... Yeah, thanks. I got care. I got one of these, which is apparently Ryan called it the Undertaker's Urn. Yeah, he's got the Undertaker's Urn. I mean, that's what it looks like if you're a wrestling fan. <laughs> so yeah, just Paul Bear. Ashes. You, know, you dump the ashes out, and you're ready to pour drinks in it. Ready to pour drinks. Yeah. That's Gross. lovely. 
<laughs> so how 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 uh, gosh, uh, how many times have you been to Galaxy's Edge? I have only been able to go one time, ah. and I was actually not able to go into Ogus. So, oh no! Uh, oh, so I'm I'm living vicariously through this. Well, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, even though I'm in Florida, I don't I don't get uh, off as often over to the magic as to the Magic Kingdom and Disney. Well, I still call it Disney G- MGM because I'm super old. Yeah. I don't, I don't get to Disney's Hollywood Studios as often as uh, a lot of people do. So uh, I got to go one time and only before Rise of the Resistance opened. So we are looking forward to going back with my entire family uh, sometime in the fall, perhaps, you know, depending on how everything shakes out, uh, to to be able to go and enjoy it. Because it it was just so packed here, too. That's with little kids. It's like there was no way I could get everybody up. And over there at like 6 a.m. in order to get a boarding pass, I was just less wait. So we're just gonna wait and hope things settle down at some point, and you know, and then and then we'll go and enjoy it when we can enjoy it. Well, but it looks spectacular for sure. Yeah, you're in for a treat, especially Ogus. It's just, it's an amazing atmosphere. They really play it up. Uh, they they have sing-alongs with DJ Rex. Uh, the bartenders all get into it and dance around, and it's sort of like a a space tiki bar if you want to call it that because it's yeah. everybody's just having fun and, and getting into it yeah. my kids are already addicted to two of the songs they'll like ask for them <laughs> on the uh on our phone like over and over again so that's cool yeah that's cool we're, we're ready they are they are prepped to go yeah we're supposed to go back uh Kate and i and our families are supposed to go in october so we'll see how things are going by october see. if we're gonna right. go <laughs> Fingers crossed. Yeah, fingers <laughs> crossed. Because right now all of our reservations were canceled. So, yeah. So we got to see if we can get back into Ogas. If they're even going to have Ogas open. Who knows? But yeah. enough of that. Uh, so why don't you uh, explain what we're making and, and how we're going to do it. And then we'll just uh, start having fun. Follow along. Sure. Yeah. All right. So today we're making the, quiff, the Cliff Dweller. From Ogus. Now, this is a, a poured themed drink. Um, it is non-alcoholic, so uh, so this is good for kids and yeah. adults, but else. So it's hundred percent safe. Uh, and we have a couple of ingredients. So now, what's kind of interesting for me, these are a lot of the same ingredients that you'll find in, in another drink called the Painkiller, which is the tiki 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 yeah. rum at. Uh, <laughs> at Trader Sam's. So there is kind of some overlap with, okay. with some famous tiki drinks here. Ah. So primarily it's orange juice, um, pineapple juice. Uh, and then the other big component that's used in those is this uh, Coco Real, which is a cream of coconut. Um, but this also has a little lime juice in it and some, uh, some Seagram's ginger ale. Um, and then the the secret ingredient that I think makes this is this lush grenadine. Now, um, what makes the lush grenadine a little bit different from other grenadines is it has some hibiscus in it. Hmm. So it gives it a little bit of a twist flavor. And I'll tell you, it really does make a difference in this drink. The, the way the flavors kind of intermingle together in a very subtle fashion hmm. is surprisingly good. And you can taste like a little bit of the ginger, a little bit of that hibiscus in it. So it's... It's really, really well balanced. So they actually did a great job on this drink. It's, it kind of blew me away when I finally made one. I'm like, oh yeah, this is. <laughs> yeah, Chris got the uh, the correct grenadine. Katrin and I yes couldn't get not it so in much. time. Okay, so we have we grenadine. Got... It's just not the the, the cool grenadine. <laughs> <laughs> a flavor variation from the rest of us. So we'll, we'll have to see how big the impact is for you. Yeah, good test. Yeah, good yeah. Test. Yeah, we we have a Bahama breeze here in Memphis, and um, uh, there's I get the painkiller there, and that's my favorite. So that's that makes me really excited that that's what this is like. So yeah, it, that's a and that's a really nice drink. That coconut pineapple juice, yeah. or juice. It's a real nice, easy combination. Um, just tastes very light and summery. It's 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 hard sure. to dislike. <laughs> yeah. And I like that this is a good one that the whole family can enjoy together. So that's going to be absolutely, yeah. It's I like the fact that they have those drinks too because yeah. you know I'm, yeah. I'm looking at taking my kids in there and you know having them be in a, a nice safe environment where they can enjoy stuff too and be really feel like they're part of it. 
that communal aspect, I think, is what sort of makes the Tiki community, you know, what it is too. Everybody's sharing and enjoying a good time. So it's it's nice that they're not excluded. Yeah. Yeah. They have a, a few good drinks. Cause I've had the, um, I think it's a carbon freeze that they have there that's not alcoholic. And it's like got dry ice in the bottom of it. So it like bubbles up and stuff. Oh. That's a fun one. The kids love that one. It's got the, <laughs> the, the boba balls in it. So it looks like they're dancing oh. around in the drink. Yeah. <laughs> Chris is not a fan of the bubble balls. I'm not a fan of the, the, the no. <laughs> I thought it was interesting that a lot of their, um, I brought it here just to have a lot of their non-alcoholic drinks have uh, Powerade in them. Yeah. yeah. I thought that was funny. <laughs> it is It is weird. That's one of those, I mean, I'm not going to knock it. I'm not going to knock them or I always find uh, drinks that have like stuff like Sprite or Powerade, and it's like, oh, I don't know about that. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, until I try it, I'm not yeah. going to say no. It tastes good. Right. Uh, so that Carbon Freeze, I think, has Powerade in it. And then the Java Juice, it's good, but it's more like what we're making today, I think. Okay. So I think that's the three big ones that they have there that's not alcoholic. Um, so I'm excited. It, one of this, I think the challenges they have, certainly anybody has, uh, even as I do my, my show, I try to think what ingredients can people actually get on a national level? Because yeah. that is a problem. Like what, what you can get at a store is often very regional. And as you get into the tiki cocktails deeper and deeper, there are a lot of very specific, very odd ingredients that, that you may need to find, like pimento liqueur, which is now known as allspice dram. It's like, oh. so it's not just from olives. It's pimento, be, like, seeds from a, a plant called the pimento which we now call allspice which you can usually find ground allspice in grocery stores but like yeah. this a lot of people end up making their own because it's almost impossible to find unless you live in like chicago or new york or a big major city so uh there's a definitely an issue with trying to chase down a lot of these ingredients so it's interesting, you know, in Florida, it's like, well, we have a relationship with Coca-Cola, so let's use Powerade because we know we can get it. <laughs> and it's got a unique flavor. So, I mean, I really have to applaud them for uh, rising to the challenge of, of how to deal with something and especially making something different and interesting and Star Wars-y. Yeah. Because <laughs> otherwise you'd be using blue Curacao to try to get a blue color or some other thing. So it's like, I think they neatly found a, a solution to that problem. Yeah. And you said, when you said interesting um, ingredients, I think they have, Oga's Cantina has one of the most interesting ones that I've ever seen. And I, I'm not big into the culture, but stuff that makes your lips numb and yeah. fuzzy tauntaun. And you told us that those were uh, called buzz buttons. Is that what they're called? That's right. Right. And I think there's, in Florida, there's, I guess, a farm that they use that they get them from. Oh, wow. Oh. In Central Florida, so I don't know if they ship those out to California from there, but apparently it's a very odd, interesting item that they were able to source. So yeah, yeah, when that's we, cool. When we were there, uh, I asked them. I was like, "So what is it that makes um, your lips numb?" And they totally stayed in character and like, "Well, this is a special thing that Oga gets from Lost Planet, and uh, <laughs> she doesn't like to talk about where she gets it from." Uh, so sorry, we can't, we can't do the vote. Maybe he didn't know. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently she gets it from Florida. And I'm like, right. I'm like, well, what if, you know, you're allergic to it? <laughs> <laughs> but, and then also the process that they use to like make the bubbles is yeah. apparently kind of like a closely guarded secret. There are some people that have tried to reverse engineer that using like aquarium pumps and things. Oh, wow. So yeah, there's, there's definitely a whole art yeah, so they just take a straw and just blow into your glass. <laughs> really not anymore, it. not with COVID. Yeah. <laughs> well, there you go. So, how do we start the cliff dweller? What's our first step? All right, so get your get the device that you're going to shake or mix in, and uh, let's just with the orange juice because that's easy. So, uh, got some Florida orange juice here. Uh, pulp free, which is the way I like it, because pulp is gross in drinks. Yeah. Yes, uh, yeah. I've measured. Yeah, <laughs> I got that. my orange juice right here in my baby bottle. Yeah, you're all. <laughs> I hope it's orange juice. I would never know. <laughs> well, hope you've been nice to your wife recently. Yeah, I love I love that thing that you have there, the uh, little uh, measuring cup. 
that you oh, have? Yeah. I was watching your videos. I'm like, that is perfect. I've got to get one of those. those. These huh. are great. This is from a company called Oxo, and it's I think it's part of their Good Grips line. Yeah. Uh, what's really nice, I'll see if we can, I don't know if you'll be able to see this with the light in here, but there are markings inside uh, of the yes. cup that nice. show you exactly like what level you're at. So, you know, the big problem that I, I used to find when I was trying to pour stuff is like, you know, in a, in a regular glass, you have to look to the side and see how much yeah. is on pouring and then you're looking and you're pouring or what this, you just pour straight in, straight down. You can see exactly where you're at. It's marked with like quarter of an ounce, half of an ounce, a full ounce, um, ounce and a half. So it's really easy to do accurate pours. And that is another one of the keys to making a lot of drinks is doing very accurate by the numbers pours. There are some ingredients that, you know, if, if you go over a quarter of an ounce of orange juice, like it's, it's not going to kill the drink. But there are certain other ingredients like Pernod, which is this uh, anise flavored thing. Yeah. If you put any more than like an eighth of a teaspoon in, the drink is ruined. Huh. So, mm. uh, so even even with you know, if you choose to use alcohol in any drink, it's like when you're first starting out, do follow those recipes. If it asks for a half an ounce, put in a half an ounce. You know, the thought of like, oh, well, if a half an ounce is good, an ounce is going to be great. No, that <laughs> can actually kill the flavor. So, wow. mm. so measure accurately. Yeah, yes. it is the so, science. That's a big tip. There's there is a science to this. This is like yeah. alchemy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, so then we're going to do three ounces of pineapple juice. And uh, I, I always like these little cans of pineapple juice yeah. because uh, you can buy the big cans, but then if you don't use it all, it goes bad within a week. Where if, if you just buy the little can, you know, you're good for a while. So good to know because all I found was the big can. So yeah, so <laughs> that's great. <laughs> if you get a big can um, after, after we're done here today, take it and put it in a pitcher. So get it out of the tin and just put it in a covered pitcher yeah. and put that in your refrigerator and that will make it last usually for about a week without getting any funky yeah. tin. There you go. There you go. He's got yeah. it. You already did it. I already did it because I was like, I don't, what am I doing with this? And now I've got to drink it. So, <laughs> so All right. So everybody's caught up there. Uh, so next we'll do the lime juice. Now lime in most recipes is designed to cut the sweetness down. So that's usually why that's a component in there. Ah, um, interesting. And we need, um, we need an ounce of lime juice. So the trick is a normal size lime will usually result in about an ounce of lime juice. Huh. So hmm. sometimes you can go straight in there. Uh, if you want to be you know, accurate, you can squeeze it into the measuring cup and make sure. Um, I have one of these fancy citrus squeezers, which is a really nice, fast way to do it. And uh, the trick is you would think, I, I used to think like an orange juice squeezer, you know, you would put it up against the sand and kind of push it in. But no, when you load a ah. line, oh. load it with this up. So when this pushes down, it's just gonna push the juice straight into the cup. So, so rind up for those listening. Rind up is the way to go. Interesting. I was watching uh, one of your videos, and I, I was really uh, – I learned something new every day, I guess, that the, the limes that are smooth are have more juice in them than the limes that are a little mm. bumpy? Yes, yes. That, that is true. So if you, if you go to the store and you're buying limes – I'm going to get way up close here. So you notice <laughs> there's kind of like a texture to it. Uh -huh. What yeah. you're going to look for – is the smoothest face possible on that lime. Because what happens is if when it's filled with juice, it actually pushes out. So uh, the, oh. the texture is smooth. If there's not much juice in it, that allows it to be kind of wrinkled and bumpy. So I guess yeah. it's like a person's face. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's so much juice moisturize. in it. Or you can moisturize your lines. I don't know. There you go. <laughs> you got an awful smooth face. You must have a lot of juice in your head. <laughs> <laughs> Well, thank you for noticing. Take our ounce of lime juice and pour it in. And then uh, let's do the uh, let's do the cream of coconut next. So <laughs> except for Chris. Gotta shake this so, one up. 
my cream uh, of coconut didn't get here in time, so. <laughs> You're just supposed to pretend, Chris. Don't tell people. Yeah, you can oh, just... I, yes. Pour that in. Oh, it's in. So, cream of coconut really is made out of coconuts. Um, it's coconut and, and some sugar, water, and stuff, but um, now there's two ways you can get this. One is this, this group company, Coco Real. There's another one that comes in a can called Coco Lopez. There you go. Yeah. Um, Coco Lopez, oh. they both taste really good. The can is sometimes a little difficult because especially yeah. if you've been hanging around and you open it up, it's like it's this weird congeal. I, I experienced that. And yeah. I, on, the, on the can it says, uh, if it's been sitting in a cool area, make sure that you put it in, in some water first, like put the can in warm water. Uh-huh. So I, I did that after the fact, So or saw that after the fact. So I had a measuring cup and I put warm water in it and just set it down in there and, and took a whisk and kind of helped helped it. And it's it's perfect now. So There you go. Yeah, you just got to either shake it or whisk it or do something to try to loosen it up. Um, I, I tend to prefer this one only because it has a little squeezer on the bottom so I can pop mm-hmm. this open and squeeze it because uh-huh. AMLA. And uh, be I love things that are convenient, which is probably the same as being lazy. So, um, <laughs> so I use this, but both of them are great. Whatever you can get in your local store, just fine. No, no worries. So we're gonna use uh, we're gonna use an ounce of this. Like, Whoa. So is <laughs> is an ounce about two tablespoons? Is that? Well, let's see. That's what I read. <laughs> That's what I'm hoping is right. <laughs> sure. Let's, yeah. We'll, we'll see. <laughs> How many spoons is an ounce? Yes. Hey. Great. Hey. Yay. Thanks, Alexa. It's nice to have a droid around the house. Yes. <laughs> yeah. This really is a Galaxy's Edge uh, game. <laughs> That's right. So. All right. So I'm going to put that in there. And this stuff is thick. Yes, it is. So <laughs> I say, if you know. If you have to, as long as you wash your hands, you can use your finger and knock it out. It's not really, it's not really a tool that does a good job of, of doing that for you. Mm. <laughs> All right. So that brings us down to our lush grenadine. Oh. And we're going to do a one half of an ounce of that. The one thing. Now, grenadine is a really interesting thing. Um, the formulation of grenadine has changed a ton over the years. And, and what our, our parents used to, and our grandparents used to have for grenadine is very different from what you get in the store today. When you buy like a Rose's grenadine at the supermarket, yeah. that's not real grenadine. That's just like sugar water and some yeah. coloring. Real <laughs> grenadine, <laughs> and cherry, and a bunch of other. Oh, that's beautiful. Look at Ooh, that. Yeah. So if you can find a good quality grenadine in, in your store, that's that's really what you want to go for. So oh, well, it's really cool how they how they separate because you got the coconut on the bottom because you can see through my glass. Coconut on the yep. bottom, you got the grenadine, and then you have the the juices floating to the top. And that that's the secret to some drinks like the tequila sunrise, where you can layer it properly. Yeah, yeah, kind of like a little show. So cool. one thing that is interesting that that we can sort of talk about here is. The color of drinks and what they're served in, like a lot of tiki drinks are just kind of this weird medium brown color once you mix everything together, <laughs> which is why I think some of them are served in, you know, solid tiki mugs yeah. instead of glassware because yeah. they're just attractive, mm-hmm. like in a glass. Others have beautiful colors, so those tend to be served in, in glasses. So um, so the next time you get a drink, the, you can see tell by the way it's served perhaps like whether it's attractive or not attractive. That's this funny. one comes out this weird brownish pink color, so I can see why they went with a nice pork. Uh, yeah, you could get it in a, a porg, like, tiki tiki glass, uh, right? I think this is the one. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah, there's a, I'm thinking, I can't remember the price off the top of my head, whether it's 35 or 42 but you get a really nice porg-styled bug for it to go into. Yeah. Which, which is, beautiful yeah they have right. a they have a few there they have a one for their beer flight that's a uh, rank or tooth and it's like 85 dollars for a beer flight yeah. like good <laughs> gracious <laughs> yeah the, the mug thing you know we used to like 10 15 years ago when i started collecting like 
14 15 dollars seemed like oh that's kind of high yeah and then if something old like you know 40 dollars was like a lot that's for like a rare thing and then you know if it was something super rare like a tiki bob from san francisco it was maybe like a hundred dollars today um that market is totally changed and, and there are a lot of artists selling new mugs you know into the hundred hundred twenty dollar range you know, most of the mugs at Galaxy's Edge, I think, are into the 40s. Yeah. Uh, same thing with Trader Sam's. It's like by the time you walk out of there, especially in California, it's like, ooh. But <laughs> I love taking something home from yeah. a, from a tiki, tiki bar that I visited as, as a memento of, of being there. When I was younger, when it was new, I used to go around and, you know, I would buy stuff on eBay. But now but I have a decent collection. It's like I really do like to focus on places that I've been. And it really does become a memento of, of you going there and participating. So bringing home a piece of it when you've experienced it, you know, to me is a lot more powerful. And then you can look at that object, you know, on display. You're like, oh, God, I remember when we went there and how fun it was. And I was with so-and-so. It was a great time. So yeah. I always hit one. You know, you don't have to break the bank, but maybe pick one to bring home when you do you, uh, have, yeah, we, do you have a favorite um, Trader Sam's mug? Uh, I do. Um, and unfortunately, it's not from Florida, which I don't know if that makes me a bad guy or not. <laughs> I love, just personally, I love rum barrel mugs, um, uh, which so it's which is not super tiki, but there's just something about the mug that I really... So I love the, the Trader Sam's uh, Shipwreck on the Rocks oh. barrel mug. Like this one? Is that? Yeah, that's it. Oh, that cool. is it exactly. I think we, I think we may have got that for you, actually, because we were in, or I don't know, we sent you one. I thought, I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we got a few of those too. Those are really nice. Yeah, like the, like this is like the Polynesian Village Resort. Yeah. In here. Those cool. are good. The uh, Krakatoa mug, I think, is really nice, too, from there. Wow. Yeah, there's that one. Yeah. There's Krakatoa. That's nice with the lava. I really mm -hmm. like it. And that's one of those ones where the glow cube inside of it just yeah. turned on red. really does make a nice part of the presentation. That's that. cool. <laughs> so, yeah, they, they do have some very nice mugs there. Thank, good, thank goodness. <laughs> and, and my Holy Grail mug is from the Polynesian. I, I still haven't bought one yet. There's this Polynesian lidded mug from the 80s that now usually sells for about $225 on eBay. Wow. Yeah, it's, it's again, the prices have escalated like very heavily in the last couple of years. So, but wow. Disney makes great mugs. Even, I think whenever they do like a, um, like a tiki room anniversary, um, there's some beautiful tiki room mugs that they come out with. That's do, cool. do a lot with the chanting poles and things. Um, yeah, there's Kevin Kidney and, and Jody Daly have a. Oh, there's a nice one. I think that's the Ahoa, right? Yeah, that's that big one that everyone can drink out of. Yeah. Which is great for the times we live in now. That's <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. All drink together. <laughs> I really wanted the the haunted mansion tiki one that they had, but I didn't. I wasn't there, so oh, I wasn't yeah. able to get it. Yeah, the Hatbox Ghost ones were yeah, nice. So year, and oh, there was one the year before. That was Well, I know yeah. you're holding ice in your hand, so I don't want you to get your hands frozen. There. <laughs> All right, we're just gonna add some ice into here, and and this ice is really just to mix up the drink. We're gonna pour. Sorry. <laughs> so, uh, my wife had put ice in this little cup, and it all froze together. So now there's a yeah, huge okay. chunk of ice. In my drink. Well, that's okay for this one, fortunately, because we're just using this to make the drink cold. There we go. So, I have a Boston shaker, but all the shakers that you guys have are fine. If you just have to take two glasses, whatever you need to use, like use it, because yeah. it all it all works the same. So. Yeah, this is some good noise. <laughs> yeah, the podcast is going to love this. <laughs> All we're doing is we're just making everything that was warm cold. And if, if you're using a metal shaker, you'll actually feel your hand get cold as yeah. the, the metal gets cold, and then you're like, ooh. 
That worked. It actually did nice. something. Yep, I feel it. Nice, yeah. <laughs> Bill. So, uh, so next up, we're going to take some ice and we're going to fill up the, the actual thing that you're going to drink out of with some different ice. Now, the two ice thing used to confuse the daylights out of me. It's like, well, I already have ice in here. Why am I doing more ice in here? And in this glass, after I, in this case, it's really just you want to control how much ice is going to be in the final drink. So if you put some ice in there and then you poured a bunch of stuff with other ice, you may not have, you may overfill the drink or not have enough. So it's better to just have another thing of ice in there for starters. Um, so that way, when you pour in the liquid, you kind of get an expected amount. Use my baby Groot one. Yeah, I don't have a kicking box, so I've got this little. Uh, <laughs> I've got this That's thing. all good. That's all good. All right, so we've got our ice cup, and I'm I'm using a, a. What is that one? Oh God, I can't remember his name. I'm such a terrible Star Wars fan. Is it a taunt? Uh, oh no, it's the. Uh, um... Yeah, I know. It's, it's not the Rancor. No, I I know this. Wampa. Oh, Wampa. Sandra? Wampa. Okay. It's the Wampa. Getty guy. Yeah. All right. So. <laughs> I'm horrible. <laughs> we're just going to take this, pour that right in, fill that up as high as, as, high as you like. Oh, it's got some bubbles. Oh, actually, we need a, we need a little bit of extra room in there because I forgot. We have to add our uh, ginger ale in there. So. Yeah, this was interesting to me. When the, I'm just going to take it off of it. <laughs> the ginger ale was an interesting little add-in. That I, when I saw the yeah. uh, thing, I was like, "Oh, that's interesting." Well, that's pre that's pretty good on its own. So the final final bit is to take an ounce of ginger ale, and then you're just gonna kind of pour that very lightly on the top. Well, I'm just gonna guess because she just came. I just got a can, so we'll uh -oh. just we'll just guess. Oh no! I'm guessing. I don't have anything to. Wait, I can pour it in one of these. I got yeah. baby bottles sitting here. What am I thinking? Yeah. <laughs> measure this out. <laughs> uh, so Winchester gave us a tip on on the YouTube feed. It says if you go to Oga's, make sure you to ask for extra coasters while you're there. It's a free souvenir. So yeah, yeah that's a lot of that's something I see a lot of people take are are the coasters. So. Good to know you can ask for them, though. I didn't realize that. For extras. Yeah, yeah, you can ask for them. Sometimes, I mean, you shouldn't, but you can ask for the menus, I think. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so make sure you give your baby at least one ounce of ginger ale. <laughs> <laughs> so what the ginger ale on top does, this it's kind of like an aromatic in some ways. As you go and take the drink, it's like you're going to get a, a, just this, a hint of ginger in there along with the rest of the ingredients. So you get this really interesting combination of ginger, coconut, uh, the hibiscus in the grenadine, and then the, the orange juice and the pineapple just kind of blend together into one flavor, but you should, you should I think, taste at least three separate flavors as you drink this. Mmm. Yeah. Yeah. Really, really neat. <laughs> mm, uh, for the podcasters, mm, drinking it. <laughs> I always think of drinks like music. So some some drinks have like a middle, a soprano, and a bass. Yeah. The ginger ale in this gives a little soprano. Most most drinks are just kind of all mid range. Yeah. Uh, use like a dark rum or some other things can throw in some of the bass tones, but I always think it's more interesting when a drink is a little multi level like this. So this is neat because it's got some. It's got some highs and it's got some mids, so it's a little got a little complexity to it. And, and for those that don't like coconut, because I didn't have it, um, <laughs> I tried to it's get it. Good. It's still good. Yeah. <laughs> so if somebody wanted to make this an adult version of a cliff dweller, what would they add to this? So I was thinking about this last, <clears throat> and I think with this particular combination of flavors. Um, especially with the hibiscus and the ginger. I think I would add an ounce of gin. Uh, oh. 
because gin has typically more of a botanical flavor. You know, as I say, it's it's planty and flowery. Um, I think if you used uh, any kind of dark rum, it would probably start to work against the uh, the flavor that's in there, with especially with the ginger. Um, yesterday, I, I did try some with like an ounce of light rum, and I found out that I needed to add like another ounce of ginger ale in to try to get that flavor component back. Mm. Um, so you can do that, but I, I think with gin, this would actually be a really nice mm. little summer sipper if you wanted to do that. Mm. The one thing I, I will warn about this drink overall is, you know, it's seven ounces of juice plus <laughs> yeah. plus ginger ale plus cream of coconut. So from a sugar perspective, you know, you have blown your entire day's USDA daily recommendation of sugar, like right here. So, so I'm drinking three of these then. <laughs> But if yeah. you're in the if you're in the park, <laughs> it, it gives you the energy to go, you know, just go, go, go. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect park drink. <laughs> so do you have so, a um this is excellent. I love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah I can good. tell I'm gonna be on a sugar high for the rest of the day. And then I'm just gonna <laughs> crash. I'm just gonna crash <laughs> all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, this is when you need a Ronto wrap to help you yes. know, balance things. Yes. So did you get to eat a Ronto wrap while you were there? I did. I did get to eat a Ronto wrap. They're so good. <laughs> they are. I like the slaw. I like the, and it's a really good quality, you know, sausage or hot dog or whatever. Yeah. It's like, I was really impressed by the quality of the meat. Yeah. I was a little skeptical when I first saw it. And then I had one. I'm like, this is amazing. Cause you got, not only you have the, uh, the sausage thing, but it then it's wrapped in like sliced pork. Yeah, and Ooh. it's got the slaw on it, and there's like pita. It's oh, it's so good. <laughs> now I want one. I need yeah. one right now. The first, the first time I saw that they were having hot dog tacos, I was like, I don't want <laughs> then, that was delicious. So <laughs> it never be a skeptic. We just had a viewer uh, just just come on, and she's like, "What is happening? We're making <laughs> we're making Galaxy's Edge drinks right now." <laughs> So we're just, we're having a party. It's just, yeah. I'm on set today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I went down to the studio. I'm the only one here. <laughs> what is your? Uh, do you have a favorite uh, ride at Disney? Oh my gosh, <laughs> they're they're all my favorite. I mean, yeah. I I think a I still have to go for Haunted Mansion. That's my still my go-to classic. Yeah. Uh, just. The odd way that it was born, plus all the people that worked on it, you know, it was a who's who of of everyone, uh, you know, Raleigh Crump and Mark Davis and oh. all the folks. Uh, gosh, um, even uh, uh, Dorothea Redmond, and there were just a ton of people involved at different different parts of that, and. and to me, just really fascinating the way that that all came together. Yeah, you know, Paul's death and a lot of infighting among the Imagineers. What do we do? And Claude <laughs> Coates wants to make it, you know, more serious, and Mark Davis wants to make it more scary. And uh, um, Rolly Crump is just kind of stuck in a corner working on the Museum of the Weird. Yes, go <laughs> together. You know, they, the other designers below them take all of his stuff and integrate it throughout the mansion in very subtle ways with the wallpaper and the hidden faces over the doors, which you didn't know was happening. It's like, he only found out after it was put together that they had used any of the stuff he did because he didn't think they were going to use any of it. So it's, but it, it all, the thing is it all came together and it's just so cool and atmospheric and neat. And it's, that's still going to be, I, I think it's going to be hard to blow that away as, as one of my favorite, as my favorite. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's my top, I think my my favorite ride we talk about on here all the time is is uh, Big Thunder Mountain, but but yeah. Haunted Mansion is like close behind. I I love Haunted Mansion so much. I built a haunted uh, the mansion at Disney World out of paper. Uh, it's up here, you can't see it. It's like a paper craft that somebody did. So I built it, and then I got all the uh, Haunted Mansion Funko Pops, and so that's my Halloween decoration over you know our sort of like uh, shelf by our TV. It's just nice. the Haunted Mansion with all the Funko Pops that are themed to them. The uh, gate is made out of paper, and then it has the mansion that sits up on the hill. And I just found out they're coming out with more Funko Pops based on the Haunted Mansion. So 
I may have already pre-ordered them. <laughs> Ryan. I know. Do we need to have an intervention? Yes, we need to have an intervention. But they're decorations for Halloween. It's like uh, tiki mugs for me. These creepy little dolls. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, we'll go with that. We'll go with that. But... Well, you know, every, I think everybody finds something that calls to them from, from the collector point of view. Yeah. Like when I started, I ended up, I think half of the reason I ended up on the TV stuff is I had like 300 mansion things and two TV room things and four of those and six of these. And then at one point I was like, okay, I just have too much stuff spread. I need to consolidate. Yeah. Like, <laughs> what's been fun about the mugs are things like, oh, well, there's haunted mansion mugs. Yeah. So I, I get to slide those into the collection. And mm-hmm. then there were Star yeah. Wars mugs. Like, oh, I get to have a little of my Star Wars love in there too. But it all fits. It all fits. Tiki's nice because it's been fortunately kind of broad over the years and, and broadened more. So yeah, and you played in a tiki band at one time. Right? I did. I did. I, we. I'm in a band called the Crazed Mugs. Oh. We've played us for a while, but um, I, I replaced one of their uh, players who unfortunately passed away of cancer, oh. and uh, I did an album with them. It's you can find a lot of our songs on YouTube, and we're on Spotify and Apple Music. And yeah, we we just went from the perspective of. Uh, we like the old Hapahale songs, the stuff that was done in the uh, in the 40s and 50s, where, which is the sort of like half Hawaiian and English. And so we take some of our songs from that perspective. And some of the stuff is more modern. I like surf rock, so I wrote a surf, straight up surf tune uh, about surfing on Lake Erie because I had no idea that people did that. But people <laughs> do. do people actually surf on the Great Lakes because there yeah. are big enough waves to do that. So wow. that blew me away. So we, we have songs about that. We have some songs we wrote about the Mike High. Um, uh, my writing partner, Paul, he, he, wrote, he wrote and sang a beautiful song about the Forbidden Island Bar um, in Alameda, California. And then another one about um, Smuggler's Cove in San Francisco. Uh, and, and he's really good. He, his, the way he writes stuff is like, I just write stuff direct. He, he layers everything in metaphor. So, like, he's writing about Smuggler's Cove, and yeah, it's the bar, but it's not, like, about the bar. It's about the Smuggler's Cove place, but it's really about the bar. So, and, and it's just, his songs are beautiful. And he says, I'm the hit maker. He's the, like, the deep cut guy. And, I, <laughs> he, he, and he has a gorgeous voice. So come come check us out. Um, always good for putting on some music in the background uh, when you're making these drinks. So I know you probably haven't like lately because of everything going on, but do you guys like have a regular place where you go play? We don't. That's one of the, we end up doing a lot of festivals and a lot of tiki events um, because it's still a really small community. And in California, you know, there's a ton of places where people get together, uh, you know, on a regular basis. Uh, And in Florida, it's really not so much that case. It's real legitimate tiki bars are still very hard to find here. Hmm. We have the, the Mike High down in Fort Lauderdale, where we've played a number of times. And that place is incredible. It, it is built in 1954. It is one of the last Polynesian palaces that exists in the United States. And if, if you guys have any passing interest at all in Tiki, if you ever get down to the Miami-Fort Lauderdale area, you have to go and see this. It, it's more hmm. Polynesian than the Polynesian Resort at Disney. They still do a live, um, a live luau, like with performers every night, uh, with fire knife dances, and you know, a dance from each of the islands with an announcer, and they have this beautiful food that's cooked um, in a um, in a Chinese oven, which is sort of like a smoker, but the smoke isn't the; it's more of the indirect heat rather than the smoke that cooks the food, and it's fantastic. And they have like seventy drinks on their menu, all top flight. Great stuff. Um, that is a place that I highly recommend anybody who visits that's even mildly interested in, in, in the tiki culture because mm. it is largely stayed exactly as it was when they built it in 1955. It wow. is just this amazing, like walking into a page out of history. So, that's cool. But we don't have a lot of spots here. So, yeah. so we have to know where people get together. And we're talking about getting together again and seeing what we can do. You know, either remotely or, or what we can do in person and then broadcast, because that seems to be the way to get to people now. It's uh, okay. that's that's I think going forward, that's probably how a lot of musicians are, are going to play and get the word out. So, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, I've always wanted to. Uh, if I ever, I've, I've only like flown into California and then like I'd like LA and then flown out to Hawaii. Um, but I, I like to go there and go to the uh, the Tiki Marketplace. Um, oh yeah, I'd love to go there. This looks fascinating because they made a lot of this a lot of stuff for Disney. Uh, this Disney's used for their like the Polynesian and for Trader Sam's, yeah. I think. Um, it's just I, I follow a guy named Justin Scard on YouTube. And he does a lot of the tiki stuff. Like he'll go to those places. Uh, there's a famous tiki bar that I think recently closed down. That he was there for like the last night. Um, the videos was just fun because he has a friend that has a tiki band out there. Uh, but yeah, the tiki marketplace looks really fun and cool. You got you got Oceanic Arts in yes. New California. That those two guys, uh, Leroy and I can't remember the other guy's name. Like. They they did half of this like they did the old Polynesian Resort sign. They did a bunch of the tiki's that are in the Polynesian Resort and all the old carp signs. Um, Bob and Leroy, and uh, just like everything in every bar, yeah, <laughs> everywhere, um, phenomenal. Um, San Diego has a bunch of great places to go um, in the Half Moon Bay area. Um, lot, lots of old great restaurants and places to visit there. In Hawaii, if, if you get to uh, Oahu, there are very few of the old places left, but there's one place called the La Mariana Sailing Club that basically got all of the tiki stuff as every other place closed down. Oh, over wow. Hmm. So that place is dripping in Whitco and old tiki, and like the drinks are phenomenal, but the it's a very family-friendly, family-oriented atmosphere. The food is, you know, it's it's decent bar food. You know, they have burgers, dogs, fish. Um, definitely a must-see. Uh, and they have, they have beautiful stuff for sale in the gift shop, too, from, from some artists. So uh, that's definitely, if you're going to Oahu and Hawaii, that's definitely a place to go. Well, cool. Um, I think we went over there. You guys have any questions? Before we move on, uh, so uh, I, I was told today there's two different ways to pronounce ukulele. Oh yeah, oh yeah, ukulele. Yeah, ukulele. would be the. So in Hawaiian, every vowel is pronounced individually. So if you have a vowel, then a consonant vowel, and then another vowel, that's basically three syllables. So we we would just run through and say ukulele. That would be ukulele. Would be oh. the great, the correct way to pronounce it in Hawaiian. So it's ukulele. Ukulele. Yeah, if you go to Hawaii, uh, you find out real fast that's how you're supposed to pronounce it. Because <laughs> my wife wanted one while we're out there, and they're like, "Oh, you mean ukulele?" And we're like, "Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, we knew that. We knew that." I was just testing you. Yes. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah, and there's there's four sizes of ukulele. If you're interested, there's there's a soprano, which is a very small one. Then there's there's a uh, an alto, which is medium, and then there's tenor, which tends to be like the the size that's played probably by most people in modern bands because it's got a little bit more. As you go bigger, it's like the sound kind of changes. It has a yeah. little bit more. Mm. And then there's a baritone, which is actually strung like uh, like the top four strings of guitar. Um, or a little bit more bass, but you never you never really get the bass out of it like you do with a six string guitar because yeah. you don't get the, the the low part of that. So that's why you see in a lot of bands they'll have a guitar player along with a ukulele player to kind of make the sound a little bit more richer. Yeah, I should have brought my mine's upstairs. So I should have brought it down because we did buy one. It's even got the uh, the hookup and input, so we can because we nice. yeah we played in a band for a long time, so we oh, like we like to get all kinds of instruments uh, involved and if we didn't know like <laughs> i started learning the mandolin because like let's do a song with the mandolin so i just learned the mandolin uh, so yeah so we we uh we love all the different uh cool instruments that we could get our hands on and play around oh, that, yeah, yeah I, I think lately is neat too because even though it's got four strings because the fingering is a little different it's really easy to do more jazz sounding chords like with yeah. zero so I've you know I played guitar for a long time, but I stink. I'm like middle line mediocre guitar player. But being able to just drop a pinky finger down on a string and all of a sudden you're like, whoa, I'm doing it. I just <laughs> really fancy sound. It's, it's 
fun to to do stuff on ukulele because you can just well let me just try moving a finger up or down here or there and all of a sudden you're like oh listen to this voicing i'm doing i i could never do that in a guitar but like that sounds wicked so half the time i don't even use straight up chords i just find something and like jot it down yeah and later on and these a real musician will there's we have like two really solid music theory type musicians in our band tj who plays steel guitar and bass and then uh, josh who's our guitar player and we'll be doing a song you know we're going through practices and stuff and it's like oh i liked how you went from like the augmented third to the such and such a thing there and i'm like yes yes exactly what i meant to do mm-hmm. that's yeah. that's it exactly totally yeah <laughs> that would be my that, that would be my wife she would do all that i would be like Oh, I just thought I was playing a G chord. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So to bring it back around to Disney, because I don't think I asked this yet, do you have a favorite drink on property at Disney World? Ooh. That's a hard one because I know there's a lot to pick from. You know, for years, um, for years, I loved the Lapu Lapu at the Polynesian. Um, but I got surprised uh, when I went to Jock Lindsay's at Disney Springs. Ah. Mm. And there is a, a drink there called the Scottish Professor, which uses, I think, three kinds of scotch. Wow. Lemon. <laughs> and I'm not a scotch drinker by any stretch of the imagination. Every time I have it to me, it's just like drinking medicine. I have no... I just have but that That drink with the lemon, and it's... There's something about it that just works really well. So, um, so that's probably my favorite at, uh, on Disney property. Oh. Lapu Lapu is still a classic, though. Yeah, and hard, hard to beat that. So the the Scotch. Let me write it down. What was it called? Oh, it's called the Scottish Professor. So, uh, so the drinks at Jock Lindsay are all Indiana Jones themed. Yeah. <laughs> so that's supposed to be for his dad, I think. That's just. Yeah, one of our. Uh, Listeners, and he's been on many times, and he's a good friend of ours, uh, Tyler Dean McDowell. I think he's on here right now. Uh, he yes. loves Jock Lindsay's one. Of, he's a big Indiana Jones fan, so he loves going there. He also said that he, he he's a big Haunted Mansion fan too. Um, so yeah, he would fit. He'd probably fit right in with you. You guys would. <laughs> they call it the Scotch Professor because if you drink one, your kind of words slur together, and you think you know more than everybody else in the room. <laughs> wow. <laughs> just lost all of our tell your shop with an elf this is great I love it yeah. <laughs> nice. let's go find the grail <laughs> oh man <laughs> um, so I, I, I would guess that would Trader Sam's be your favorite place to go hang out or is there another bar um, there at Disney that you would prefer. It is. I'll tell you, I love Trader Sam's. Now for me, I I like the uh, I like hanging on the porch. Yeah. Floor. A, a little bit more on the inside. Now, don't get me wrong. The inside is fun. You know, it's got a lot of activity. Every every time where someone orders a drink, they set off different. But like, I can only take so so much of that, there, and it, before it becomes sensory overload. So, so give me like a half hour inside, and I'm good. I've, I've seen enough. I love the chill on a nice cooler day. I love just the relaxed atmosphere on the porch at Trader Sam's. They usually have someone playing ukulele and singing outside. There's a beautiful waterfall kind of thing uh, that's lit with with some blue lights. That's nice to look at. You can look over the the uh, Seven Seas Lagoon and watch the traffic going by, and it's like ah, it's very nice and relaxing there. Um, Trying to think. I had also did just recently finally go to the um, oh shoot at Animal Kingdom over by the oh. new restaurant that they opened up. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Um, uh, oh, for heaven's sakes, I can't believe I can't remember the name of it now. <laughs> uh, it's the one where the the theme is like everyone's traveling and they come back and they leave bits of pieces of where they went. Yeah, I, I know well, exactly. It's it, it's by Tiffins, right? Yes, it is by Tiffins. That's that's the one. I can't remember that, but that was very nice. They had I thought they had very lovely drinks on the menu. And again, more of a chill, relaxing atmosphere there. Yeah. Um, 
especially when you've been out. You know, we wait in line. <laughs> we wait in line for like three hours to go ride ride flight of passage. Oh. So after we had done that, we were out baking in the sun. We were like, we need a place to just kind of relax and get into some AC for a while, and that more than fit the bill. Cool. Nomad Lounge. Tyler just told us. <laughs> Thank you. There we go. <laughs> he also asked. He wanted me to ask you. Uh, you're getting. You're getting like li- or watch questions from our. Our YouTube, you're you're big dig, big big deal now, because we have to pull teeth to get people to ask questions. So. <laughs> into this, uh, asked um, which do you prefer, the Chanatiki Bar or the Grotto? Which Sam? Oh, ooh, boy! Well, again, I feel like I'm going to be in trouble here. <laughs> <laughs> no judgment. I, I would like to compare Disneyland's uh, in Chanatiki Bar a little bit better than the Grotto. I do, even though I'm a Florida boy, I, I, I like the intimacy a little bit more. I, I like the setup a little bit more. Um, you know, it's, it's like which one of your kids do you do you yeah. like the most? Uh, <laughs> I did. I did enjoy um, the the one time I got to visit Disneyland. I, I did enjoy that uh, a little bit more. I just I just felt I think that more like you were integrated into it. Uh-huh. Uh, everything's a lot closer. You know the the bar sticks out and everybody's surrounding it and they've got the tiki poles there where a lot of the stuff in in uh, the Florida one you know it's just a straight flat bar and a lot of the stuff is behind you and um, yeah so I think I think I liked Disneyland a, a little bit better. Well, it was well, the original one, so yeah. And I didn't get to try it, but I understand they have very nice off-menu items as well, ah. like a classic baby grog and some other drinks. So, uh, so they have a little bit more flexibility in what they can make in California than than what they can do in Florida. Yeah, yeah. I haven't got to go to the one in California. I haven't been to Disneyland, so hopefully one day, fingers crossed, um, if the world will let me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I do love the. Like you were saying, I love sitting outside at the one in Florida, and I get the uh, the pork tacos. And, oh yeah, oh they're so good. <laughs> yeah, the food there is really nice. That's that. I did, I did get a chance to try any of the food at Dis. Uh, I can't remember. No, I think we ordered a couple of things in Disneyland, maybe some pork rolls or something. But yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, it's so again on a cool night. <laughs> yeah, on a cool night. <laughs> <laughs> on a nine degree night with like ninety five percent humidity, not so much. But yeah. <laughs> when when the when the atmosphere is correct in Florida, it's just gorgeous. Yeah, mm. in the winter time, you know, but mm-hmm. the couple of weeks of winter that because we I lived in Florida for like ten years, so I know what you're talking about. It's yeah, it's you know few and far between to get those cool nights, but when you do, it's magical. It is <laughs> very much. <laughs> well, I don't know if there's any other questions on the live stream. Or if you guys have any more questions, we're getting to the hour mark. So I wanted to make drink it. You just drink it. <laughs> yeah, it's really good. I've about finished mine, which is a bad thing. Yeah, it is. I'm wired for sound now. Yeah. This, this live to... stream is going to be six hours long because we're just not going to stop. So Tyler was joking, but he said, he when you said that you like the Disneyland better, he said traitor. But he was just, he was just joking. He was just... <laughs> laughing uh well cool well thank you for coming on and spending some time with us um yeah. so you got you have more episodes uh planned on coming out with more episodes for your youtube channel yes absolutely we're ne- next week we're gonna we're gonna do a little wandering through our pineapple coconut kind of flavor profile <laughs> so uh we did the monorail yellow to set everyone up now, now we're gonna add another layer n- next week and we're gonna make a the painkiller which is the tiki 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 room and then some guys turn me on to this. It's like, we're, we're going to do this as the next one. So we're going to oh. do these. They're like, oh, well, what happens when you take away this ingredient? What happens when you put it? So we're going to build a little knowledge about, you know, about awesome. layering and, and different flavors and what happens when you add and subtract things from, from tiki drinks. Because that is part of the whole thing. It's, it's a little bit like Taco Bell. I mean, the, the joke is like, you know, Taco Bell has <laughs> the same ingredients and they just put them in a different order. Yeah. With like, <laughs> well that's true of a lot of tiki drinks it's like you, you substitute dark rum for light rum or you substitute you know this this ingredient for that ingredient and then all of a sudden the flavor shifts so it's kind of neat to to think about and consider like oh okay this drink is really that drink 
but they added this thing and it changed the flavor. And well, now what happens if I add this thing to it? And, and that's where the mixology, the, the art of that comes into is uh, when I get introduced to a new ingredient, I like to just drink it straight. Someone's like, oh, here, try this syrup. I'm like, well, the first thing I want to do is just put it in my mouth and see what it tastes like and, and, and learn you know, what is this? And, and then you can start to think about once, once you've done this enough, you can like, oh, well, that would be great with pineapple juice. Or like, oh, what if I added this to it? I bet that would work. And sometimes it works out. Sometimes it's awful. But, <laughs> you know, dump that out or, or drink it and deal with it. And, you know, you, you learn. And, and, and that's that's what we're going to do with the next few episodes is, is work people through this. So we'll do the Tiki Tiki rum. We'll do the cliff, the cliff dweller here. And then I think we're going to start moving into like the dark and stormy and, and start to get into dark rums and ginger beers. And, and this is a great launching point to that too. So, so I want to thank you for, for helping me arrive at doing the cliff, cliff dweller. I don't know how I keep saying that. But <laughs> hello. Um, hello. Well, I've definitely learned something today. I don't know. Now that tiki drinks no. are basically a liquid Taco Bell. So that's, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's what I'm taking away. Yeah. So yes, definitely more episodes uh we'll be hitting you soon cool well maybe you hopefully maybe you can fingers crossed get you some of those buzz buttons and yeah uh, try try some of the the mouth numbing things we will now i I looked into the other ingredients in that drink and i think everything else uh i think i can get everything else and i think there's a sequence that i can put that in where that'll make sense so yeah we'll we'll work on that that and then once i can figure out how to do the bubbles that'll be a a good one (laughs) very cool well thank you for joining us so tell everybody where we, they can find you, though, on that oh, yeah. channel. Oh, yeah. So on, on YouTube, you can find me at Liquid Luau. Uh, and we're just getting ready to launch the liquidluau.com. So you can hit the recipes up there and find them without having to go copy them down from YouTube. Um, if you're interested in old Walt Disney World, um, you can check out the Retro WDW podcast, where all podcasts are found. And you can go to retrowdw.com. Um, we have links to all of our podcasts and, and the thing, well, the other thing that we do there is we restore 16 millimeter and eight millimeter home videos. Oh, wow. So we clean them up, mm. restore them in some cases, uh, run them through AI processors to bring the oh, rest wow. up. Yeah. So we have a bunch of things there, old Walt Disney world stuff that was shot in the seventies, like you have never seen before. And then I was also a fairly lonely idiot in the 1990s. So I went and shot literally hours and hours of videotape um, of Walt Disney World, Epcot. Uh, So we just did a big AI digital stabilization cleanup of Horizons. Oh, wow. Uh, Wow. Really fun to look at. Um, And we're even working on a 3D version of that to release because... um, (laughs) Todd, who is the guy that does all the, the cleanup stuff, worked with one of our volunteers, Jim, and they figured out, this is just genius. The, the math here blows in the way. Since that ride was moving in a linear fashion down track, they figured, oh, if, if we did the left eye normal and then we delay the right eye by the amount of time that it would take for the track to move to where your right eye would be, huh. we could convert this to 3D. So we went to the documentation and we found the, the actual speed that the cars traveled and they are able to subtract that. And sure enough, when you offset it by that time and put on like an Oculus Rift, the damn thing is in 3D. So wow. Wow. That's awesome. amazing when, when that comes out because it's literally like you're sitting there. That's so, cool. That's called, again, for our listeners, that is called... Um... It's wdw.com that is yeah i'm definitely checking that out yeah i think i've seen that's some cool. of your stuff before actually so that's that's cool look at look at you do more than drinks you do more than tiki you do it oh, all yeah. you do it all so how so that podcast how often is that like a weekly podcast or we're monthly, monthly. because it, it takes a lot of research to we do very deep dives into each one of them so we we typically spend about a a week to a week and a half of just doing research. Uh, some, sometimes it's going into books. Sometimes it's talking to the Imagineers that worked on things. So we, we've been lucky to build some relationships with folks like Raleigh Crump. We flew out to California and interviewed him for a day and took copious wow. notes, to disseminate all this information. So, yeah. And, and we've been able to do a few interviews too. Um, 
with uh, all kinds of interesting people that that either were Imagineers or worked there in operations or, or did. So, yeah, go check it out. There's about five years worth of stuff that if you're really into it, you can catch up on and enjoy. That's so cool. I'm definitely <laughs> checking cool. it out because yeah. this is the cool thing about podcasting. Uh, we had another uh, guest on who I found on Instagram and YouTube, and they were uh, cosplayers. Like they did like Star Wars things and, and Disney things, and they went to the parks. We're like, hey, let's have them on for um, cosplay. And we get him on here, and he starts talking about his 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 real job. And he designed, like, the movie posters for, like, Star Wars and the Marvel movies and stuff. I'm like, what? I'm like, why are we talking about cosplay? We can talk about this. <laughs> so it's amazing that we had you on to to make tiki drinks, which was excellent. And then we find out that it's you're not just a tiki guy. You, like, deep dive into retro Disney World and are making a 3D version of Horizons. This is yeah. amazing. This is <laughs> so cool. Now I just want to talk about that for forever, but we can't do that. Maybe we can have um, maybe some of you, you and your um, friends back on and we could go retro Disney because that would be awesome. Um, but yeah, cool. I, I'm looking forward to uh, checking out retro WW because that's right up my alley. I love, love the old school Disney. Um, I'm 42, so... You know, I've been going to Disney World since a kid, so not, you know, too long. But, but I, <laughs> yeah. I remember all the old. I still remember Horizons and everything. So it's really cool. Tyler says, Rolly is one of his heroes. Oh. Ah, as, so. as well as should be. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he's 92, I think, this year. <laughs> and uh, still right there. Uh, can recall everything. We got a, amazing stories. Uh, some some things that we can't even talk about. I mean, there are literally some stories that I don't think we can share until he's passed and other people are passed because he was very open and, and real with us. And we learned some stuff so like, well, that's going to go in the vault. Because <laughs> <laughs> we can't talk about that yet. <laughs> but yeah, phenomenal guy. What, a, what an amazing artist. So humble. Um, just, I feel like I learned so much from him. Just in, the, in you know, even more so in, in the time we were able to spend with him, that was one of the neatest experiences that I think I'll ever have. That's so cool. Very cool. Are you on? I don't know if you mentioned. Are you on Instagram or anything? Um, I am. Uh, you can follow me personally on Instagram and on Twitter as Go Away Green, like the Disney color that you're not supposed yeah. to see. Scram <laughs> color. So yes, you can you can also find me there. Cool, very nice. cool. Well, my drink is done, so I guess that means the time is up. <laughs> time to make more. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna go run around the neighborhood, like yeah, like six miles or something, to get the sugar out of me. But thank you again, Hal, for coming on. Um, thank you to Jenny for for hooking us up with this, Chris. Uh, this has been fun. <laughs> I've loved it. It's been the perfect episode for 150. Um, so here's to, uh, I guess 150 more and, and on, um, oh. and then maybe, maybe, you know, <laughs> in the fall we'll, we'll, we'll run across you at Disney world when we're down there. Maybe give, me, give, give me a shout out when you're coming. Yeah. That'd be awesome. Cool. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for joining us. Um, how you're welcome back anytime to make drinks or just have fun. With us. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. For- yep, and this has been episode 150 of I am geek. And we will talk with you next week. Oh, yeah.